listeners. I'm Chad Michael Ennis. You know, the one with the hairy ass. Well, to be honest, I've never seen Holden's ass. It could be hairy. Who knows? But I'm here to tell you right now that we've been gone for two weeks. And we came back and we're a little rusty because we had some audio issues. So our first 40 minutes of our podcast this week is preserved and is available for you directly after this message. But for the remainder, we have to re-record and we'll have that later this week. We want to introduce you to Spider-Man and Smash Bros. Ultimate Impressions for now. And then join us next episode for uh, the rest of the fucking shit. Nintendo Direct Reactions, etc. We love you! Welcome back to Respawn Aim Fire! Episode 76 is this episode. That's the number. And uh, we've got... What was that? That was a SodaStream bottle opening up in... Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) I opened it right up next to the microphone and didn't expect it to be that loud. (laughs) That sounded like a freaking potato gun. No, not Um, a potato gun. (laughs) I just fired a potato gun in my house. Yeah, no big deal. I am Chad Michaelinis, and across the nation is... Holden DePardo. And we are your co-hosts of this kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast, formerly known as Split Screen Gaming Podcast. Uh, We've got some shit for you today. We've got... Spider-Man impressions. Chad, me, has played Smash Bros. Ultimate. We've got our impressions on that. We've got to talk about last week's Nintendo Direct. And then a bunch of other shit that's happened because we've been gone for two weeks and we missed your little faces. So welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome black. Welcome quack. (laughs) So we're going to start off with just Spider-Man because that's uh, pretty big right now. Do you want to talk about the news stories with Spider-Man first, Chad, or do you want to jump into your opinions on it first? Uh, let's talk about my opinions, because that's the most important thing <laughs> in the world. Chad's opinion on everything Spider-Man. is Spider-Man. So to give you some context, Spider-Man comes out September 7th. Which means it's already I go out. on vacation September 5th. So I uh, brought my PlayStation Vita TV. Oh, clever. Hooked that up to my parents' TV. Played it for four hours straight in the morning it came out. And then my parents are like, you ready to go to the beach? I was like, wait a minute. I thought we weren't leaving for like three hours. I'm like, no, it's time for us to go to the beach. I was like, what? I played Spider-Man so long that I totally forgot to pack, take a shower, do anything humanly, eat. So I played it a lot that day. Came back. I've played like two hours the next the day I got back. I've now put in about a total of ten hours into this game. And holding them fucking hooked. I'm fucking hooked. So you're probably about halfway-ish done then from so what here I've we go. been reading. I am 28% of the way through the game. Now, is that total completion of every little tiny thing in the game or 28% of the story? I have 28% completion of the entire game. Okay. I have done maybe two missions. So, so you're, I am just, you're just fucking nowhere around. nowhere in the story. You're just fucking but, around. Yes, because <laughs> this game feels fucking perfect. This it, it like you the feeling you get when you're Kratos and you throw the Leviathan axe and you recall mm-hmm. it and it fucking hits your hand and you feel like the world's greatest demigod, <laughs> like that feeling all the time as you're constantly swinging through the city. The swinging mechanics are so awesome, and him doing his fucking little acrobatics in between each jump and how easy it is to go from swinging to he touches the side of the building and then starts running on it and then jumps off of it and leaps over this and it's it's so fluid. It's so good. That's always been the one thing that appealed to me about the game. Because the combat I was skeptical about, but the traversal always looked really awesome. So I'm it's 
it it's feels perfect. great too. So how much are you actually doing to traverse? Are you just kind of like hitting X to shoot a spider web? Or are you actually like, what do you, how, what's the involvement like? I was actually having a conversation with Alex Seiler about this. The combat and the web swinging, there are a lot of really intricate things that you're doing. Okay. Like absolute, that... absolute basics. You're holding a right trigger mm-hmm. and that's swinging. You press X to let go of your web at any time. So you're holding X to swing. Or holding a no, R, tr- R, R trigger to swing. Yeah, holding okay. trigger to swing, X to let go. Okay. Depending on where you let go, if you let go in the middle of the swing, you build speed. If you let go at the top of the swing, you build altitude. Okay. So there's, there's like, strategy in that. You're also finding and, a rhythm in that, too, though. Exactly, yeah. And then there's things like if you see a point in the distance that's close enough, you can hit both triggers, and it web zips you to that. And while you're web zipping, if you hit X, then once you get to that thing, then you leap off of it and get a boost up. And see, then that, there's that seems like fun. I can see why you haven't done missions as much because you're yeah. You just kind of go, oh, I'm gonna go to that building over there, and you just yep. you want to go to it. Yep. Have and you then climbed while you're to the, the top air, of Liberty Tower yet? I have climbed to the top of Avengers Tower, which is the highest point in the game. Oh, okay. So they don't have the, the real highest point in New York City is not the real highest point in New York City in Spider-Man. Then, so it's not that's really right. New York because City. Avengers though. aren't real. Wait, they're not? Nope. Chad, Um, you ruin everything. But here's the thing. I'm having a fucking blast swinging around this city. And the thing that I love most about this game so far is how addicting the collectibles are. Right Mm -hmm. off the bat, I immediately got all of the radio towers that unlock all the things across the city. I got... All of the backpacks. Wait, so, wait, one second. To me, when you say I got all the radio towers, to me that sounds like in Breath of the Wild you got you walked around the whole world to get all the towers at the beginning. Is that that's that's it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, the Ubisoft method. You know, you climb to the top of a tower, yep. eh, unlocks all the shit around you. You can see it on the map. Okay. Then I got all these so, backpacks, which is collectibles around the town. So I'm sorry, I'm keeping up to you, but so that means the whole world is open from the very beginning of the game. Then. Yes, and okay. by whole world we mean the island of Manhattan. Yes. Yeah. Which is the whole world. Which is anything that matters in this world. Exactly. Nothing else matters. And we're outside of Manhattan, which means we don't matter, Chad. That's right. Yeah. But we You're do. closer to it, though. You matter, at least. Thanks. Uh, I got all these, the landmarks, taking pictures of famous landmarks over New York City, whether they're real or made up for Spider-Man. But the reason that I'm so addicted to these is because they are, they, they're the perfect balance of being, like... They're kind of like the shrine mentality where, oh, there's a shrine off in the distance. I can, it's so easy to just oh, head over there and grab it. But You're going to get a perk or something like that. or I'll let you well, well, like with backpacks, like you go and collect a backpack, and there's like a cool trinket inside. And it's like, oh, this is a shard from Mysterio's helmet, and it made me realize a way that I could make my eyeglasses stronger. Things like So you get like a little piece of Spider-Man okay. history with every single one, which is interesting. To be clear, though, it's not like in Fallout where it's like, you found a pocket watch. Isn't that fun? And it does nothing. No. This actually gives you something to benefit you yeah. in the game. And okay. you do get tokens that then you can use to upgrade your shit by finding backpacks and landmarks and all that kind of stuff. But each collectible is so easy to get. Like, you get there, you and you spend maybe 10-15 seconds getting it, you're great. You get to a tower, you spend 10-15 seconds unlocking it, great. Landmarks... Like famous buildings and shit that you take pictures of. What is it? You can landmarks. No, 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 no. I heard you. What does it look like though, when you when you say like it's quick to get one? Is that because it was just on top of a building, or is there something you have to do? Oh yeah, no. There's no like puzzle element or hiding in something. Okay, it's just like collect a backpack, move on. So it's easy. You can get all the backpacks okay. in maybe like an hour. Yeah. 
but they're because it is so achievable and so quick that makes it like cool yeah i think i'm gonna spend an hour getting all of these collectibles and then the landmarks you can get them as you're swinging like you don't have to land you can be swinging in midair hold the trigger to bring out your camera snap a picture and then continue swinging to the next one which is likely right beside it that's a, that sounds like good game design for what this is though because you would want there to be oh i got here now i have to spend a few minutes being spider-man hitting buttons and levers to get something to occur like the fact that's kind of quick and you grab it and you keep going feels exactly. very spider-man like whenever it's he's... meant to keep you in the air yeah exactly it's meant to keep that's you really smart stop that's right, actually, fact, and the fact that you're, I mean, taking you at your word for it, because I haven't played it myself yet, but it sounds like it's fun, too, and that seems kind of hard to do, making it that fast and enjoyable. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing, too. Like, the very first moment you have control is the first moment you see him taking, like, leap into the air, and the very first button you press is to swing. So, like, their their intent is to keep you in the air as much as possible, because that's where the fucking beauty of this game is. Very, very cool. And even in combat. So the combat... Yeah, so uh, this is what I was most skeptical of, because the combat yeah. seemed very much like hit square and it'll, some cool stuff is going to happen. Oh, no, no, no. So that's what it looks like. When you're when you're just watching a video of it, it mm-hmm. looks like, oh, that's basically Batman. That's what, it, that's what it looked like to me, yeah. Yeah, but when you're playing it, there are so many little things. You remember when we talked about God of War and it's like... Oh, you mean three every seconds ago? Move, <laughs> No, like a couple weeks ago. We were like, okay. every move you make in, in God of War is like oh, planned. It, yeah, it feels purposeful. Yeah. Yeah, it's purposeful. It's that same exact thing carries over to Spider-Man okay. because there are so many different types of things you could do. You could web up this guy so that you can spin him around and knock that guy out. You dodge this guy's bullet, throw a web in his face. But then again, that whole time, all of combat is about traversal as well. So they're encouraging you by unlocking skills and things like that to keep combat in the air, having you jump off of walls, knock guys in the air, do air combos, lift guys into the air. Like, everything is meant to keep you in the air because if you stand still, you're super vulnerable. But as you're bouncing from person to person, leaping all over the combat field, like, I I just got to the point... I haven't fought a whole lot, obviously, because I've been just swinging around collecting shit. But I just got to the point where, like, I did this kingpin mission. That's the first mission of the game, I think. Uh, sorry, this is like a, a side mission where he has like little outposts where you take down all the guys at the outposts. Oh, okay. But yeah, Kingpin is the first boss of the game. Um, so I went to this outpost and I was just like nonstop person to person. I got like a combo of like 90 something hits before I even got hit once myself. And I felt like such a freaking superhero. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Hmm. So I can't speak to the story or the character relationships or any of that shit yet because I've just been playing the game. And I think that in itself is a testament to the brilliant gameplay design. Also, I got obsessed with photo mode again. If you follow us on Twitter, you've seen a small selection. Holden has, I think, 66 pictures in your PlayStation inbox from just screenshots that I've sent you so I can save them to my phone. I just turned off all notifications for messages. (laughs) And Chad just is going to send me as much stuff as he wants. It's so good. I spent an hour and a half with photo mode. God damn, this game is so great. Let's talk about some news stories. Yeah, well, I mean, they're sort of related at first. So my question to you, Chad, is would you play Spider-Man again on New Game Plus? Oh, absolutely. So good news is there's going to be a New Game Plus mode. Insomniac Woo! was asked on Twitter whether or not they would do that. And they didn't go very de- uh, very deep into details. They basically just said, yeah, we're working on it. Um, no idea when that's coming, but it's coming at some point. The City That Never Sleeps DLC is coming out in October, so maybe along with that, who knows? But I'm not surprised to hear that this is going to have, you know, New Game Plus. You're going to want to have 
all the stuff that you had at the end of the game at the beginning of the game again. So that makes sense. Yep. I pre-ordered that digital deluxe edition, so I've got all that DLC in the bank. <laughs> um, they also uh, good charge of Spider Man. It's the fastest selling game of the uh, in the year of the year, only in the UK. However, right now, that's all the information we have. It has outsold Far Cry Five in the UK, not by too much, but Far Cry Five is uh, Far Cry Five is also on many platforms. This is only on PS4. It doubled the sales of God of War in the UK. Dang, that's really, really, really impressive. Kind of slightly unrelated because this isn't this is God of War sales overall for the first three days, but it's three point one yeah. million copies sold in the first three days. So God of War sold a crap ton of copies. It was one of the best selling PlayStation exclusives on PS4, I think, already, isn't it? If not the best selling, yeah. There and, was and Spider Man's report... already Spider Man's going to beat that at this point at this pace. Yeah, there was a report. Um, I can't remember. I was listening to Easy Allies and they were talking about it. Yeah, that God of War. I think it was like the second or third best-selling game of the year so far, despite mm-hmm. being a platform exclusive. Like, it was above Far Cry 5, which was a huge release on multiple platforms. Yep. And so to hear that Spider-Man is already doubling those sales right off the bat, even if it's just in the yeah. UK. But UK is still insane. a big market for Sony, though. It is, yeah. It is. It's also the fastest-selling Marvel game ever. Not that there have been that many good ones, or just that many in general, but... Yeah, all of them are Spider-Man games. <laughs> or Lego, or like Lego Marvel games, or a crappy oh, Avengers right, game. Remember those really bad Avengers games that came out? I didn't like them, at least. Maybe other people did. I don't remember the Avengers games, yeah. no. Um, the stats also are only digital so far, um, so nothing um, physical for all territories. Japan is having physical shortages, however. Just like they had with Octopath Traveler, they're having the yeah. same kind of issues. 96% sell-through, so pe- a lot of people are just buying online now. So there's probably more sales of Spider-Man than we're aware of. Good for them, man. They yeah, made a good great for them. game. Yeah, good for them, too, especially because their last game was Sunset Overdrive. And I'm sure – I know that was a good game just from critic rule reviews and stuff, but it didn't sell as well as they probably would have hoped since it was on Xbox One. So – Good for them. They needed this. I, f- I came across a story. This isn't news necessarily. I just wanted to talk about this because I thought this was kind of cool. And just the story of how Insomniac got Spider-Man, how that happened. Ooh. Um, so they have a partner that they work with um, at Sony. Her name is Connie Booth. And she basically was talking to Ted Price, who's the head of Insomniac, and said, hey, do you guys want to make a Marvel game? And at first, Ted Price really wasn't certain. He was actually kind of skeptical, a little neutral on it, because Insomniac has always made their own franchises, their own right. stuff. They've never worked with someone else's IPs before. But when he brought it back to Insomniac, everyone's like, uh, fuck yeah, we really want to do that. Like, let's do a Marvel game. That'd be awesome. So he goes back and you know, said, all right, you know, the team's kind of interested. What are we looking for? And they're kind of like, you know, honestly, just you pick a character that you think would work best for what you guys can do or what, you know, character speaks to you guys um, the best, like what mechanics you think would work well. Just give us a pitch and we'll approve it based on whatever we think. And we don't want you to make this for a movie. We don't want you to make this for anything. Just make a game and enjoy it. It's your own vision. That's the fucking dream. Isn't you have that? all of these superheroes to choose from. Just pick your favorite one and make a game about it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, and they, they, they ended up picking Spider-Man because... Because, actually, because of Sunset Overdrive, they felt that the mechanics of Sunset Overdrive could be built upon in Spider-Man. So they kind of felt like the team was already there. And they also yeah. really liked the character of Peter Parker because he's kind of the scrappy underdog. And they've seen themselves as a scrappy underdog, is how they put yeah. it. So, good story. I think it's a good story. It's kind of cool yeah. just to see, like, 
hey, do you want to do this cool thing? Yeah, I want to do this cool thing. Let's do this cool thing. Those are always good stories. Um, Fun stuff. This is a total option. That's the last Spider-Man thing we have, right? Yeah. This is a, a kind of offshoot of that, but just something cool and interesting that I learned yesterday. Um, the story of how Sony ended up getting exclusivity for Final Fantasy games. Oh, I actually never heard of this before. I, I know for that the first time yesterday. I know that um, a lot of it was Final Fantasy VII couldn't run on an N64 because the cartridge size. It had to be on discs. I know that's that part wasn't, of it. That, that definitely is why it came to PlayStation, but it's not necessarily the exclusive part. Yeah. So yeah. this that's was... What I'm curious about. This was something I heard it on Easy Allies. Um, I'm glad you're listening to them. It's a good podcast. I know. Right? I introduced great, that to you. It's a great show, yeah. I introduced them to you. Thank you. Um, so apparently, do you remember Final Fantasy The Spirits Within? Yeah, I do. I actually liked that, that movie, but apparently yeah. it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> so that movie, they went all in on. They put so much money into the technology of making these characters and these facial animations. I have heard they, this, but keep going. Yeah, it's a good story. They've been marketed these characters like. Hey, the main character of this movie, we're going to sell her as an actress. She's going to be – she's going to replace people in actual movies so you can cast her in things. Um, so they put so much in that movie and it didn't do well at all. And so Square was just like, shit, we're, we're running out of money. We just bet everything on this movie that's, that's getting It panned. was one of those movies where they were trying to go for the very realistic-looking computer effects, but right. technology wasn't quite there yet, so it's just off, and it deterred a lot of people. I think that's what happened. Right. So Sony steps in and says, hey, we'll bail you out. We'll help cover some of the expenses in exchange for exclusivity for the main Final Fantasy releases. So Square said, yep, and for a long time, any Final Fantasy game you find, it would be only on PlayStation – but there was a little loophole that they found that if it wasn't a main title, which is why Crystal, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and all of these offshoots came to like DS and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because that was the only way that they could make a game for another platform, was if it wasn't a core game and it was an offshoot. Interesting. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. I don't know how that deal ended up resolving, whether it was just like a timed deal, and that's why they're on Xbox now, but... We'll check in live with you about something. Yeah. Final Fantasy is cool and all, but I'm far more interested in what you have to say about another Japanese franchise. Mm, let me tell you about Octopath. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, America and the rest of the world combined. I got to play Super Smash Bros. Ultimate this weekend. Uh, my buddy and I, Alex Saller, we went to a Best Buy. There's a tour that Nintendo is putting on, and they're going from city to city across the U.S. until the release date of December 7th. And so they came to a Best Buy here in Chicago, and uh, first of all, the turnout there was a lot more than I was expecting. You're really surprised see... that in a major city there was a lot of people wanting to play Smash Bros? Well, the, the problem is, I di- as someone who I feel like I'm in the know on video game stuff, I didn't even know it was happening at all. There was no communication, no advertising or anything like that for it. Mm-hmm. I just happened to go to that Best Buy to pick up my PlayStation controller because that was the only one that had it. Yeah. And they had a t- tiny sign on the cash register that said, hey, we have this thing coming up next weekend. And I was like, what's the deal with that? And the cash the cashier was like, what is that? Oh, I don't even know. What does it say? <laughs> I was like, all right, well, fucking obviously it's not important. So, yeah, anyway, for how little fanfare there was for it, I was super surprised about the turnout. I got there an hour before it started, and there was already a line of 200 people. Holy crap. And I was like, shit. How much time All did right. each person get to play? Every every person got two rounds, and okay. it wasn't stock. It was two and a half minute rounds, that, so that five minutes sense. total. Yeah. So we waited in line. I got to see uh, good old American cops uh, 
searching black people for being black, which is great. Fucking live in America. This is awesome. That really happened and in front of you? It really did, yep. Oof, the cops were just awkward. walking by the line, and then they're like, oh, I think we're going to search these black people. Like, I smell drugs on you. And they searched him and there were no drugs. out of line, made him really embarrassed. Let me guess, him, there's nothing there. Nope. They pulled out a wrapper of something. They're like, mm, that kind of smells like it might be drugs. But we'll let you go for now. Yeah, it because like they a, sell a drugs and wrappers. Like it was so stupid. It was so stupid. <laughs> I honestly, I saw it happening. I was like, oh, there's a security checkpoint. That makes sense, you know, with the Madden thing that happened yeah. a couple weeks ago. And then it was just those two black guys. And I was like, well, that's fucking shitty. Yeah. That's really fucking the, shitty. The best it was it was security. It wasn't Best Buy. So the best guy buy game guy came up later and was like, "Hey, listen, that wasn't cool. I'm really sorry that happened. Blah 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 blah. We'll make it right for you." They gave him a Smash Bros. hat that people were like having to fight in a tournament to get. So at least they made up for it because that's really crappy. Like that guy was America. looking forward to that day probably, and yeah, that sucks. Well, but anyway, that was a small hiccup in what it turned out to be a great day. Yeah. Well, tell us about the game. So, How's yes, the game? so we get in there. They had eight stations, four-player matches. You couldn't – there were no, like, menus or things like that, so I couldn't, like, sneak a peek at whatever the glitched-out menu was that apparently, rumor has it, is Spirits mode. And was that a pro controller they had you using, Joy-Cons? Yes, we were using pro controllers. Uh, and so we get on the stations, and it was the same build that was available at E3. So the only characters you were – the only new characters you were able to hear as is uh, Ridley and – fuck, who's the other new character? Inklings. Inkling Girl, yeah. Ridley and Inkling Girl. So, uh, I jumped in and I said, cool, Ridley. And so did two other guys who were fighting. It was like, alright, we've got three Ridleys. And Alex Siler's like, oh, I didn't know Ryu was in this game. I was like, yeah, he was in the last game. He's a DLC character. So he picked Ryu. I spent the entire first match fucking bombing. Because I totally <laughs> forgot how to play Smash Bros. I was like... How do I pick up this item again? And I'm pushing all the buttons and I'm jumping in the... I forgot how to jump again. It's the Y button. Fuck. I spent the entire first match just dying like crazy <laughs> playing as Ridley. And I was like, God damn it. It's a very what useful a experience. Waste. Yep. But regardless, Alex came in dead last. Second game, I'm like, all right. I got to play with Ridley. Ridley has these really fucking... Like right now, they seem unnecessarily powerful. So I'm wondering if they're going to nerf them before launch. Or maybe they've already balanced it, but this is just the old build. But there were, like, these moves where Ridley just completely skates the entire bottom of the stage. It just knocks everyone out? Everyone. Yeah, just completely destroyed. That's really unfair. Yeah. I did see a Ridley final smash, and I was kind of unimpressed with it, too. It didn't even, like, I was just hopping around the arena, and it didn't even hit me. I don't know. Anyway. But Ridley is huge compared to everyone else, and he's heavy as fuck, too. So the next round, I'm like, cool, I got my legs underneath me again. I'm going to play someone that I'm kind of good at. I'm going to Pikachu. So I pop open Pikachu. The two guys still stayed as Ridley. Uh, Alex was... Um, uh, I forget who he was the second time. Anyway, doesn't matter because he fucking lost again. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely held my own a lot there. And we played on two stages. We played on the... Uh, I think it was the... Breath of the Wild one that kind of falls down. Oh, I want that level. It's was destroyed great. and then it like rebuilds itself. That was pretty cool. That was a good. We level. also played. Did on, they do like the level merge thing where it does two levels at once? No, we didn't get to play with the level merge. Ah. I also didn't get to see in both of my rounds or any of the rounds that I watched. I didn't get to see any of the new items at all. Interesting. But um, maybe they're not ready. Who knows? Maybe not, or maybe they just weren't in the E three. Maybe they didn't announce them until later. No, they announced them at E three. Because there okay. hasn't been any other Smash announcements outside of the Direct, which we'll talk about later on in E3. 
At least yeah. in a formal, like, here's a bunch of shit. Well, there kind of there was that Smash Direct. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm an idiot. That's right. We did have that. Um, yeah, that's when they talked about the items was in that yeah. Smash Direct. You're okay. right. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so we played that. All in all, it felt like Smash Bros. So it's exactly what you're expecting to feel like. New characters. All characters. Wait, everyone um, is back? Everyone is back. Whoa. That's no, would you just look at that? Would you look at it? <laughs> um, so it's yeah, Smash it was, Bros, basically. It was Smash Bros. Smash it was Bros. fun as fuck. Dane Deasy asked, uh, how were the graphics? And my response was, honestly, didn't even notice the graphics. So I guess that's a good thing. They weren't bad. They weren't stupendous. But that's not what you need for Smash Bros. You need fast-paced, super yeah. good action. It's also kind of how Nintendo games are. You don't really notice the graphics. Yeah. They, look, they look nice if you take a good look, but not, they don't stand out. All in all, it was a fun, good ass time. If you guys get the opportunity, go to to be to be clear. I'm, clear. I'm not talking about art style. Website. I'm not talking about art style. I'm talking about graphics. To be clear, right? Yeah. Graph, 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 graph. But yeah, it was um, a fun time. It was a cool little place too. Like they had tournaments going on. You could get a wristband, come back at 4 p.m. and like cool. battle to get a hat. Is this the first time you've played a game before launch? Now, I'm not talking about like a demo they released, but like you've gone somewhere to play like a pre-release build of the game. I think it might be. How does that feel? Like, do you did it feel how complete did the game feel to you? Oh, it felt like the game. It felt it like the felt game. Like, okay, like Smash Bros. Yeah. Did you ever have that experience? I honestly don't know if I want to have that kind of experience of playing a game well in advance of it releasing. Because I'd rather I have my first memory about... of a game being the the game as it's supposed to be played. Yeah, I almost was about to speak about a movie experience I had similarly recently. But then I realized I signed an NDA for it, so I can't talk about that. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, no, um, don't do that. But that, that saw Star Wars Episode 90, aspect. guys. He knows Shut exactly no, what happens in the entire The unfinished movie. experience of that did not taint the movie for me. But that yeah. might have just been that movie. So, uh, and I don't again, know he's if referring to Star Wars Episode 9, and he knows oh the God, title. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> Bug chat on Twitter about <laughs> what happens in Star Wars Episode no, 9. No, they, they're tracking my Twitter. Legit, if anyone guesses this movie and posts it on my Twitter, then I'll probably get fined no no i won't i i won't share what it is your mom um yeah i had a great time with smash bros and i can't wait till december 7th it's gonna be good chad that's a nice japanese franchise and all but i want to talk about another <laughs> japanese franchise that's a nice japanese franchise <laughs> tell me about another japanese franchise you play chad octopath traveler Ooh, how much? Yep, still going with this one. I'm uh, just about. I have two more level two quests to do before I move on to level. You play this on the plane? Yeah, I had a lot of plane trips. Uh, Five plane trips in a week and a half, so it was uh, a lot of flying. No, that's a lie. It was three, three. Um, anyway, great. Loving the secondary job adds extra depth to it. I found out there are also like super like legendary jobs as well later that you can get to so i'm mm-hmm. i'm super excited for the depth on that loving it then i also played the Mega Man 11 demo that's which is another to download japanese franchise tell me about that another japanese, japanese franchise, franchise. uh this one actually made me feel like it it felt playing a lot more like Mega Man x than it did previous Mega Man games i think i've talked about on here I like, for some reason, Mega Man as a character and as a universe and as lore, but I don't really give a shit about the gameplay of it. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was always too hard, like unnecessarily hard. Um, but this one felt achievable enough, and I think the double gear system 
was also a really cool addition to it. The ability to like slow down time and the ability to power up your weapon or do both at the same time, but then weaken yourself after it's over. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really cool tool uh, that makes the game more accessible for everyone. I when I first saw the reveal trailer, I decided this game looks shit as fuck. I hate it. <laughs> but playing it, I don't know if they've changed the art style since then. I haven't gone back and maybe I should go back and watch that trailer. But I playing it, it looks totally fine. I'm not bothered by it in the least. When does that come out? I don't remember. I think it's October, but, November, I think. That sounds right. The demo is out available now on Switch and probably everything else, but I played it on Switch because that's just what I had it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking uh, this up right now. I'm curious. Dude, you look it up. Just look at it. Would you look at that? Mega Man 11. And it's going to be releasing October 2nd. October 2nd. That's so soon. Very soon. God, there are so many games coming out in October. And so many movies. Cheese and rice. Just lots of entertainment in October, November. It's going to be too much. I'm not going to be able to keep up with like any of it. Um, yeah. Speaking of not being able to keep up with any of it, um, what did I play this week? <laughs> Nothing. nothing. I played nothing. I had two weeks and I played nothing. Damn it. Yeah. I started school, a new semester, and it's been a hell of a lot more work than my other semesters have been. So you didn't even play Boost Two? I haven't even played Boost Two. I haven't even played threes. Oh my god, are you sick? I don't know what's wrong with me, Chad. I don't even Is it a tumor? <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't played anything. I I wanted to play Hollow Knight and and you know do some more stuff in that, but I, I haven't. Hey, hey, do your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Like, get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to the chopper. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a good impression of him. It's uh, it's it's it is what it is. <laughs> It's holding during an impression, and that's what's good. It's the only impression I can mildly do. <laughs> I don't well, Holden, places. since you fucking failed us, let's open up our quest log <laughs> and see what the internet has provided <laughs> with us for this two-week period. Starting with fetch quests. We got some There's some rumors, apparently, going around Rock City's next game, and I'm not familiar with any of them, yeah. so tell me. So, first off, there have been rumors already before about Rock City making a Superman game. None of these right. rumors change that. They don't even really talk about what the game is other than suggest, yeah, it might be a Superman. But basically, the first one's not even a rumor. It's just that there's a job posting by Rocksteady for a highly anticipated AAA title. Duh. Exactly, duh. Um, but there's also rumors that they're going to show off their next game next year, in 2019. But apparently this game is a next-gen game. It's kind of part of the job posting. It's next-gen. So if it's a next-gen game, I'm skeptical about them showing it off next year. I don't know. I'm, oh. That doesn't seem right to me. I guess if Xbox or Nextbox comes out in 2020, <laughs> then, yeah, I guess a year beforehand. We saw Watch, uh, Watch Dogs a year beforehand as well. Yeah, we saw Watch Dogs before they even announced the consoles existed. Yeah. Um, so I they guess- were just like... It's coming to a, a thing you can play it on. They said it's running on high-end PC so- uh, hardware is what they said at the time, I think. Um, no, they've said exactly what I said. No, I, I A thing you can play it on and the jello and the pudding. <laughs> I'm sure for marketing purposes they tried to quote Bill Cosby as much as possible. I think we should continue the rest of this podcast as Arnold and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not and say we did. Um, All right. 
So I'm skeptical about it being shown off next year, but it's also been a very long time since they've shown off a game. When did Arkham Knight even come out? 2015, was it? It was June, because I remember it was right around E3. 2015. I think it was 2015, yeah. yeah. So it's been a good enough amount of time. I think it being a next-gen game makes complete sense. It'd be kind of strange for them to release a next-gen game, in, or a current-gen game in 2020. I don't know. I guess it's normal, yeah. but it, I, it makes sense it's next-gen as well. When did Arkham City come out? 2012? Uh, I don't know. 2011. But if it's a Superman game, I, I'm not interested in that. I was kind of thinking about how that would be as a game, being Superman, where you can't die, you're invincible, you have all the powers you could ever want. There is a uh, there's a fantastic uh, panel that was done at whatever conference, maybe, what, what was just recently, Gamescom? Something. Uh, where Greg Miller pitches the perfect Superman game. And, and he's and a big Superman fan, so I trust his opinion yeah, on this. Yeah, Not just like and, movies, like comics, he's a big Superman fan. Right, yeah, so uh, you should listen to that because he knows how to make an actual good Superman game. What's the gist game. of it? What did he say? I'm not going to spoil it for you. You go give him the views. Well, maybe our listeners are like, I want to know what Greg And they Miller's... should go give him the views. All right, fine. That's fair. Let's be yeah. fair. <laughs> Let's go to the next rumor, Chad. Um, this one's really short. Just Elder Scrolls Six has a rumored title, and is rumored to be called Redfall. This is coming from Reset Era, I believe. Let me look it up, actually. Um, Redfall, so usually um, the Elder Scrolls games are based off of a location in that world. And Redfall has not been mentioned as a location before. I have a question. Yeah. Of all the Elder Scrolls games, I've played Morrowind Oh, they had maybe... A- Sorry, they had a trademark. Zenimax Media had a trademark filed for Redfall. Okay. So it's a little bit more official than Reset Era, which is basically Reddit. Uh, what were you saying, Chad? Uh, I've played maybe 20 minutes of Morrowind on mm-hmm. the original Xbox. Yeah. And that's it. Are are they all in one connected world? Like, is it. I've, is o- like, I've only played maybe 10 15 hours of skyrim i haven't played that is much of skyrim morrowind but and they Oblivion all are and skyrim all one big world like they're i get the, yes i get the impression that they're they all share a collective lore god we are two uneducated gamers talking about no i'm very confident that it's all collected <laughs> it's all shared lore but i i want to say though that the first game was elder scrolls arena and that has less to do with the rest of so here, so in Elder Scrolls Oblivion, yeah. are are you playing the game in this part of the map, and then you're hearing stories be like, oh man, over there in that's, Skyrim that's how Town. I, yes, that's basically how I imagine it plays out. Like, they're all part of a giant world, and then they you're announce, just playing one region per game. Gotcha. And then they announce, oh man, Skyrim's coming. It's like, oh, that's the one we've been hearing about throughout the whole game, and there are dragons there, apparently? Exactly. Is that? Yeah, okay. exactly. I don't know about the whole, like, dragons thing. I think dragons are part of the lore to begin with. That's what I don't know about. But I do know that they're connected in, in the lore, so. But Redfall, so the, the comment in the article from, uh, where was it again? Game Rant. Is that Redfall is not a location within the world to their knowledge. Maybe it could be a, a reference to, as they quote here, an event or organization instead. So then maybe they're taking a different approach mm. with this game. But the other rumor um, title, I think, makes more sense because... It's something that's in the lore already, and considering the footage that we saw, the name makes sense, and that name is High Rock. If you remember the footage, it was a very rocky, mountainous area. It was, yeah, there was some grass and there was a rock. Yeah, so High Rock, and there was a rock that was high because it was a mountain, and rocks are just like 
Mountains are just like high rocks, or like really high big Great. rocks. So that makes sense. I don't know what Redfall means, but maybe someone who's really into Elder Scrolls can say, no, but in the second game, when you play the mission here, they say, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. Somehow, both of us have this giant gap in our gaming knowledge. One of the biggest games of all time. (laughs) So if you guys know more about this than we do, uh, shout us out on Twitter and let us know the story behind everything in Elder Scrolls. Yes, just, just write, us, just write us the entire history of Elder Scrolls, please. Just DM us the Wikipedia page. No, no, no. Copy and pa- I want you to write it in your, your own words. words. Yeah. <laughs> we have some official announcements now. Ooh, let's get to those. So, first one here is that Epic has dropped video capture support from the Switch version of Fortnite. They said there were performance issues and a lot of crashes claiming memory errors. And since the video capture is a really big memory hog, they just took it out of the game. And people are really upset about it. Um, They said there's a chance they might bring it back as an option because a lot of people are complaining saying I never had to crash and I used that feature quite a bit. Um, Now, when you say video capture, are we talking about like the press and hold the button to capture a video? Or are we talking about like Twitch streaming? Because I didn't think that was an option on Switch, right? Twitch streaming? I, yeah. Not an option as of yet. I don't know if that'll happen okay. in the future or not. But yeah, just just video capture, holding on the button, getting 30 seconds of gameplay. Okay. So they took it out. Shame. All right. Whatever. Uh, next thing here is Kingdom Hearts VR <laughs> was announced, as well as a big Hero 6 world for the official game. Yes. At TGS, there was a uh, Pre-TGS. There was stuff. Pre-GS. Pre-GS. Um. I haven't actually watched the trailer for this, but it, apparently it's terrible. Yeah, looking. I didn't watch the trailer either. As soon as I saw the term, it's a 10-minute interactive video experience. I said, nope, <laughs> that's dumb. And apparently, thanks again, Easy Allies. I get most of my news from podcasts. Um, apparently, that 10-minute experience is supposed to catch you up on the story of all of the games. <laughs> and their reaction was, How? <laughs> How is that even remotely possible? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Next story is the biggest news of all time, Chad. Is it? It is. It is. Bigger than Spider-Man? Bigger than Spider-Man. The news is that Hollow Knight Void Heart Edition is coming to PS4 and Xbox One September 25th. So people who don't have a Switch or a PC can now play my favorite game of the year so far. Nice. It has a cool name. No price. Void Heart. That's awesome. It's great. Void heart. Void heart. I've got a black hole in my chest. It's the sequel to Braveheart. He's not brave anymore. He has a void in his heart he's trying to fill. He's very sad. It's sad heart. Remember the movie Dragonheart? Sean Connery's the dragon. Did you know that a guy that we used that used to work at the store we worked at together wrote that movie? No. Seriously. Ask people at work. Who? I don't remember. No, we never worked with him, but he worked there before we arrived. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, this dude. I don't remember his name. Like, David or something like that. Yeah, he wrote Dragonheart. The movie Dragonheart? What? Yeah, ask around. All right. Um, new game announcement, kind of. I mean, don't get your, don't hold your no, breath. Probably. This is from, is it Fumito Ueda? Fumito Ueda. Yeah, so he made Shadow of the Colossus, Eco, most recently uh, Last Guardian. He's working on a new title now, and I'm sure it'll be out probably in PlayStation 6. I can't wait. <laughs> yep. Um, they're, but interestingly, though, they're not being backed financially by Sony anymore. They're being financially backed by Kowloon Knights, which is like a they support indie development. But he was, he was very clear. This is not an indie game. He's making a full game just like Shadow of the Colossus, Last Guardian, Eco. So expect that whenever it comes out. Ever. 
Never. It'll never come out. <laughs> Next up is Gwent. The yes. Witcher card game is coming to PC on October 23rd. Cool. Good for them. And then in Cyberpunk 2077 news, because um, we just we always need more Cyberpunk news, the side quests they said are going to be full stories. They said they don't want – side quests are not going to be there just to, like, do quickly to get some cash so that you can get some upgrades. Like, it's going to be a full experience – for every single side quest you play in that game. That's great. That was one of my favorite things about Horizon Zero Dawn, is that each of these side quests, like, you actually gave a shit about, and you're mm-hmm. following from mission to mission, and you're like, oh my god, I can't wait to fucking finish this up well, and help them out and see how this turns out. Nothing makes a world less believable than some dumb fetch quest. Right. Those side quests are so important in making the world feel fleshed out and believable. So, important stuff. Um... I think that's all we got for our small stories. Let's go to the big stuff. Whoa, cliffhanger. What's the big stuff? What do we have to talk about? Well, you'll find out later this week because we fucked up and had some audio issues. Join us back for part two of the discussion where we talk about the Nintendo Direct and our reactions to it. And maybe we play the same game again with the same results. Who knows? See you later.